Oh yeah, welcome to episode two of the Bucket Boys podcast, your official podcast for all things Bucket Boys related. I am your host Steve Rawls and we are, as always, thankful to our presenting sponsor, Buckets. Now I actually have a bit of an update on this from last week. Last week we pretended that Buckets was our sponsor, uh, but following the pod, I went with producer Dan uh, to grab a drink at Buckets, obviously, and we met a man named Eddie. Uh, Eddie, uh, we'll call him Eddie Buckets, is the owner of Buckets, uh, found out about this podcast, is real excited about it, and we got some real live sponsorship uh, happening. So speak into existence that which is not, well, that just happened. So uh, thank you, Buckets, for partnering with us on presenting the Bucket Boys podcast, and uh, I'll let the other guys go ahead and introduce themselves, and we're going to uh, just talk a little bit about our week. That's right. This is JB here. Shout out to my bucket bitches. I love you. That's specifically for Julianne uh, and her vegetarian meal tonight. It was the first full veggie meal I've ever had. And uh, I'm going to recommend it to everyone. You've never had a vegetarian meal or a vegan meal? Full. I would, I thought it was vegetarian, but I could, it could be considered, no, not vegan. It had an egg on it. Hmm. I just, can we circle back? Yeah, let's. Because I've had, on that. I've had a grilled cheese often, which is technically a full vegetarian meal. I'm talking. I eat eggs and toast right. every morning, which is technically a full vegetarian meal. Right, right, right. So with cheese all pizza. of the, the, what I would like to recognize now, and we can bring this up later on in the pot, is getting vetoed. And I believe getting vetoed is exactly what's happening to me right now, where you say something that is, has like some type of imperfection in it and because of that imperfection you get roasted for it where all I was trying to say was I ate all vegetables for dinner tonight and I'm proud of myself but somehow we're proud of you, you too we're when you say you getting too. vetoed do you how do you spell veto in that yeah I I assumed it was about a veto train it's a veto train that's right quote and it happened and it started when veto and pay came to live at funscape and all of a sudden, I realized if I said something that was imperfect at all, like anything on any level that was not 100% truth, Vito would say that's not true. Now, I would, my point would be that it was not an imperfect statement, it was a false statement. Right, right. Because you that's, clearly, that's how I see it. You've clearly had vegetarian meals before. Right. It's, no. it, it's just a point of clarity yeah. in my eyes, which this is absurd. I understand how other people feel about that. Right. So, so we made it to one intro. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, JB. We'll keep on going around. So that was JB. Uh, this is Matt, obviously. And that's a Guinness that I just cracked. Hopefully you can hear it. Uh, we're going to be enjoying this throughout the pod. We've got some various sundries and uh, I'm excited for another week. Um, I think I'm going to start workshopping a few different catchphrases for myself. Um, I'd like so, to hear a few. Let's, so, let's test uh, a few out right now. Yeah, let's get one. Uh, you know, one pertinent for me could be show me the money. Sure. Could could be a good fitting, one. Fitting. Um, could go with a uh, a uh, Heidi Ho or uh, a... Uh, <laughs> uh, I really only prepared the one, so... Um, Another one would be, uh, did I do that? That one's been taken. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I'm not saying I'm, I'm being uh, 100% original, but we could at least <laughs> you're trying to least You're something. trying to remix All some catchphrases. Yep. We're already taken, but that's yep. fine. Yep. 
Yeah, truthfully, everything is taken. So, anyways, uh, look, keep an eye out, keep an ear out for my future soon-to-be catchphrase. All right, and uh, you also have David Matthews here, also uh, cracking a Guinness. Uh, And the self-appointed, disputed, Bucket Boys fan favorite. (laughs) Highly disputed. It's actually the first any of us have ever heard that phrase. Well, speak it into existence. (laughs) Where did the Guinness, uh, your love for Guinness come from? Have you ever had Guinness? Yeah, but yeah, it's I don't not, like it. You know, it's not bad. Like I, I love a Guinness. Here's actually it's not like what I want to go to. Here's actually how I knew I didn't like Guinness. So I, I brought my bride at the end of our first year of marriage to Ireland, and we flew to Dublin, and we took a tour of the Guinness factory where they tell you how awesome it is, and you go all the way up to the top, and there's a 360 degree bar, and by that I mean there's windows all the way around where you see the whole city of Dublin, and they pour you a Guinness in the factory and they put a little clover leaf in the top of the foam and they give it to you. And I thought if ever I were to like Guinness, this is the moment. And then I drank it and I realized that I still did not like it. And I left it unfinished on the bar top at the top of the Guinness factory. Wow. I'm disrespectful. Yeah. Well, I, I, you don't like yeah. what you don't like. You walk That's into fine. a man's That's house fine. and you disrespected him. <laughs> but and I walked out strong. I, I like it for the pod. I think it's a great refreshing beverage and it's nice and smooth. It coats the throat. Yep. And uh, I think it's the right beverage for tonight. It's like a it's like a dessert beer, if you will. I always thought of it more like a meal, uh, a vegetarian I'd, meal. I'd say it's in in a moose bouche, yeah. if you will. Nope, Hildy, catch that. Nope. I, and I am really excited for this pod this week, partially because uh, JB and I were out of town this weekend, and um, I was at a place where I didn't have great service. Uh, we were working uh, at Rock Ridge Young Life Camp, and. I didn't check the feeds at all. And when I got back to my phone uh, on Sunday, I had 757, that's right, 757, uh, unread text messages. And I'm not going to lie, I have not done due diligence to go back through and comb through all of the stuff that happened while I was gone. And so I'm pretty sure I'm going to learn some stuff during this podcast that went down over the course of the weekend. Yeah, there were definitely a ton of things that happened over the past, I would say, week, couple birthdays couple scandalous events, right. some might say. Right. Uh, and um, I think we're all excited to speak about those. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as Steve. We were at the same place, um, working at the same camp. And so coming back to the 757, I actually had the same thing. I just decided not to take a screenshot of it and send it like he did. So You dummy. But yeah, it was a mistake on my part. But I'm excited to catch up as well because it, I got about 200 deep and was like, eh. This it was it was like two hours in. And I couldn't catch up. Well, here's one of the things that we talked about last week. We talked about Chris Kessick and his uh, just sort of stat monsterness uh, on the pod, and how when Kess would text, uh, the feeds would blow up. And um, shortly after that development, uh, Kess left the pod abruptly. Correct, or did it happen before was, the pod? He was kicked out. He was yeah, kicked it was out. Post-pod. Oh, yeah. It was he post-pod. Was post-pod, and he was removed, I think, willingly. Yeah, I think he sort of, that was a little bit of insider trading yeah. that he set up. But right. uh, you won't believe this, but uh, calling in here, we have the one and only Chris Kessick to discuss his removal from the podcast. So. And this phone call is brought to you by the Dodge Stealth. Thanks, Dodge. Hello, Kess. It's Steve Rawls. We, you are live on the Bucket Boys podcast. How you doing? Awesome. Hey, guys. Oh, Kess, we want to uh, 
talk with you about your abrupt uh, dismissal from the Bucket Boys podcast, or Bucket Boys group text, and get your thoughts on it uh, today. Yeah. It was it was kind of a surprise how quickly I got kicked off. Honestly, did did you feel it was it was warranted? Did you feel like you had done all you had to do? You you came in and and you said what needed to be said. You know, I felt like I felt like I put it in the the democratic process that hey, you know, this will work out. They'll vote. I'll get voted back in. I was trusting in the system, but. Apparently I was wrong. Well, Kiss, first of all, never trust the system. I think anarchist Hendy told us that. Uh, But what, what are your, what are your initial thoughts on being a bucket boy, what it means to be a bucket boy and how is life post bucket boy? It was like the greatest 48 hours of my life. I'll be straight up with you. I love your guys podcast, by the way, listen to it twice. My wife's a maid, listen to it. She loved it. I don't know if she's the only female on the planet who's heard it, but she loved it. She says hello. Hey, it was man. awesome. Um, one of the things that made it great being a bucket boy was that Justin Ryder, at, at least at the time that I was a bucket boy, was not a bucket boy. And technology-wise, I just I needed that little boost of confidence, you know? Because Ryder came in to Chesapeake, he's like, Kes, you shouldn't be on AOL, you need to have a Gmail account. He was right, you should not have an AOL account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. so, I was getting gas. Well, that's a yeah. good second. <laughs> I thought you were in the International Space Station for a second there. <laughs> so, Kes, how is, how is life for you post-Bucket Boys? Well, um, back to being a father again, which is nice. Uh, I was glued to my phone for a 48-hour period. Um, It was a great learning experience at the time, but now I get to, like, you know, read to my children again and throw the ball around, that sort of thing. Uh, But I'd be lying to you if there wasn't this, like, I don't know vacuum, empty, emptiness inside. Sounds like a club talk, Kess. <laughs> well, we certainly uh, appreciate all your input, your wisdom that you shared with us, um, and, and the fact that your stat record will probably never be touched. Um, I'm trying to think of a particular record that's untouchable at the moment. Maybe maybe Wayne Gretzky's goal record. Yeah, Cal um, Ripken's consecutive games. Yeah, you, yeah, you've certainly reached the the upper echelon of of stats. So we certainly appreciated your time. Um, and, and I, I myself look forward to the day when your son Ryder is old enough to join the bucket boys. Maybe we can have the first ever father son, uh, combo in the bucket boys, the rider that everyone wants. That would be a dream come true. All right. Well, we certainly appreciate your time. We know it's valuable. I don't know if there's any uh, further questions here on the pod. Kess, do you have any departing messages uh, for the listeners or for the Bucket Boys in general? Anything you want to say? You know, uh, I was listening, maybe it was via text or listening to Nacho talk about the process and the system and how he felt. You know, Bernie, what was it called? Bernie Gates. That's right. Uh, 
and he, he talked about something about bringing somebody on because he was a man town partner and I'm like oh dear gotcha do, do you know who gave it the name man town you know that that thought kept ringing through my head and I was like gosh but no I'm not going to say anything I'll just let the system work and here I am bucket boyless again but you know it was a good it was a good run and and I'm a big believer in providence and maybe the Lord just wants me to be a better dad during the season than receive amazing just amazing on-the-edge humor, become relevant again in this culture. You know, I think I'll just go back to being a dad, kind of getting old, all that stuff. All right, Cass. Well, uh, you know, keep your eye on your phone. You, you never know what could be happening. Uh, as my favorite WCW wrestler once said, uh, the only thing that's for sure about the Bucket Boys is nothing's for sure. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right, Cass. We love you, Cass. I, See you, man. Regardless, See you, buddy. I can't wait to visit where you are right now one day. Yes. I can't wait to see it. Standing invite. You've yeah. never been to the Young Life office then. That's right. What's well, a new office? Right. <laughs> so oh, bring us uh, some. <laughs> oh, right. Well, when when you do return, oh. we will live pod from Buckets. Don't you worry about that. Awesome. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for having me on. Hey, we appreciate it. Take care, Cass. See you guys. Bye. Love you. Christopher Kessick, everyone. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So uh, only th- the only thing that I could think about contributing to that conversation was how your discipleship uh, finale or whatever it was where you spray painted those bottles, blue the blue bottles, the yes. blue bottles, the famed blue bottles. Right. Maybe we could start a Bucket Boys trophy in honor of Kess because I doubt he will ever get back involved. Well, maybe maybe he will, you know. But I don't know why he would with the stats that he has, like why he would ever want to jump back in and have to live up to that reputation. But we could give out a some type of blue bottle for the well, bucket boy of the, the month or the, blue the year. bottle, I, I believe, was a one year, maybe two year thing. It did not last long. Because Kiss was here eight years. years. Right. It I, wasn't an eight year I, thing. No, it was not. Well, I we're not talking anything about, about anything until else. I moved in with Matt. <laughs> <laughs> we and we could call it the uh, Christopher Keswick Memorial, right? Award. You know, something, something right. kind of like a lifetime achievement award for Bucket Some, Boys. S- yes, something you give to someone for many, many years wow, of yeah. service. Okay. We'll talk about that down the road. Yeah. So, well, Kess, thanks for calling. Thanks for Dodge for sponsoring that segment. Of, uh, yep, the of Dodge Kess. Stealth. Nothing runs like a stealth. Um, and I did want to, you know, since he did, he did sign off uh, since the last pod. I did want to just kind of recap what he said. Uh, he did. He had a, quite a quite a farewell message. Yeah, kind of a long farewell everyone. message. I'm sure it, you know it went viral. Obviously, we all know it. You know, he, the last 48 hours on this group text have been incredibly enlightening and educational. At times disturbing and at times funny. Um, and, you know, having said that, he wasn't sure if he was going to get kicked out and get his old life back, but I think, uh, you know, he, he got what he needed. So we, we appreciate you, Cass. 
Well, another big story from the weekend, and this one I'm real excited about because I I don't have any idea where this conversation is going to go, and I don't have any idea uh, where we're going to end up. But um, someone went rogue this weekend and in the group text, and uh, things, from what I understand, got a little crazy. And so uh, JB and I were both out, so we're just going to sort of ask some questions and uh, let Dave and Matt tell us what happened. So can you tell us about what happened specifically on Saturday? Yeah, I just want to uh, title this segment Rogue One, a John Hildy story. Appropriate. And, you know, I'll be honest, I was driving back from MezFest. Uh, I was in Richmond over right. over the weekend to celebrate uh, Bucket Boys uh, member Eric Mesmore's 30th birthday. Shout out to uh, to Mes for joining the Post 30 Club. Welcome to the club, Mes. He, he joins the illustrious group of uh, Steve, Pastor Jim, myself. And, it, and Cass. And Cass. Briefly. Well, briefly. Uh, that that counts. So, anyways, I, I was on the way back from Mezfest, and things were things were lighting up uh, Saturday afternoon. Yeah. So one uh, one John Hildebrand, aka Ronnie Blumpkins, aka <laughs> Hildy, aka Dildy, uh, wanted to add some something something about adding Fideshin, and added him, and he was swiftly punished. Uh, and Chris ben- Fideshin. Chris Fideshin. Sure. Chris yes. And he almost went viral. He, he posted one message. One message before he was kicked out. I'm not going to lie. Who is Chris This Fideshin? is the second time today Chris Fideshin has come up in a conversation with me. Hmm. Chris Fideshin uh, from Chesapeake. Great, great is that Bridge, Great Bridge. Went to James for, Madison. Um, is out in Colorado now. Is that correct? The last last I heard, he was in Colorado. Okay. Um, he's he's Hildy's age, Hindi's age. Uh, Fideshin, if you're listening, Peru. what up? We know what you up? are. Yep. So, John Hildebrand, John, Johnny, Hildy, was uh, briefly kicked out of the Bucket Boys. Whoa. And once added back in, went rogue. And just, I, I assume, kicked yeah, the, the, the majority of the Bucket Boys out. There was out. no rhyme or reason Wait a second. to his methods, from, from what I can tell. Do we have record of who kicked Hildy out? I, we obviously we do uh, if we want to go back and find it. Now there were a few people. I don't know who all didn't get kicked out, but uh, I'm pretty positive I made the cut. I, I kept looking for my name that said I left the conversation. Never appeared, so felt pretty honored to kind of skirt underneath the purge. I, I wouldn't know if I got kicked out or not. Wouldn't know either. I had a lot of stats, so I wouldn't been out for long. No, the the they didn't last long. Whatever it was, um, it was yeah, definitely a flash in the pan. Purge. Yeah, it was very so quick, back and forth, a lot of movement, a lot of people getting kicked out, different people adding people back in, getting kicked out again. How long did this go on for? Maybe 45 minutes. Whoa. It was not not long. It was yeah, fast. It was, it was, it was different uh, to, to what normally happens. It, it, Hilly posted a GIF from the motion picture, The Purge, uh, saying, please let us purge, and just, just started going to town. Um, Hilly even removed... Ba, uh, just mere mere hours after he had returned to Chesapeake, he removed Ba from Whoa. the group. Uh, that sparked some some conflict and uh, kind of went back and forth. JT's adding people back in. Henderson's adding people back in. Now there may be Nash is getting that side texts. Nash yeah. is adding people back in. Oh, um, it, it may be said that Hildy did all of this specifically for this reason. 
So that we would talk about it. So that we would talk about it. And then, after all of that happened, then he added Fidesz. Back in? No, no, no. The The original Fidesz added yet. Okay. Fidesz had not been added yet. He adds him back in. Uh, He posts uh, a uh, spin it playa in reference to uh, Ronnie Blumps' fidget spinner video. And then Nash starts removing people again, um, adds people back. And uh, then Hildy removes Henderson. It was, it was, uh, then Hildy removes David Matthews at 4 20 oh, p.m. I did, I did. Dang it. Man. There it is. Ah. Perfect, perfect <laughs> timing. Perfect Live timing news. at 4 20. And then I got removed at 4 23. Do we have a record of JB or I getting removed? You know, the, the feeds were so hot, it's hard oh. to. I just like to fly under the radar. It's hard yeah. to see. Well, it's hard to know what happened. Uh, that also means we're going to get removed here soon. That's right. After this gets released. So. Yeah, probably. Well, he knew he knew what he was doing. And so as and he as as things settled down, if that's an appropriate phrase, how was there reconciliation at all? Uh, what happened? No one addressed I, I don't, it. I don't no, think anyone addressed it. Not at we all. Just moved on with our lives. I, I, I think I think Hindi Hindi. Uh, took some shots at Ronnie. Um, then Hildy claimed that Ronnie took over. I guess he, uh, th- the man, John Hildebrand was having an out of body experience. Alter ego. Okay. And Ronnie Blumps was in the mix. Um, obviously we know that's not true or a real thing. At right. All. Correct. Right. So that's kind of where it ended. All right. So, so I, I have a little bit of a follow up question and follow up statement. As far as uh, Fidesz goes, is Fidesz on the same level of, um, I don't know if his name should be unspoken or not, but he is he is easily the most hated person. And, and that could be, that statement could be vetoed, but most hated and talked about person across the Bucket Boys feed. You know, should he go on record? Why, well, why would you say he's the most hated? Uh, because I mentioned this person about six months ago on the feed, and I said, who is this person? And it was immediately responded by F. Oh, you're talking about Paul Bell. You were talking about Oh, I'm talking Paul. about Paul Bell. You're talking, you're talking about, about Paul, Paul Bell. Bell. We will not edit that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Paul Bell somehow made his way into the Bucket Boys, the all of our phones would explode from Nash. <laughs> So Fidesz is is Fidesz is a good dude. Fidesz, we all oh, yeah. love. Yeah. If you met he's him, you love fine him. Fine gentleman. And I'm okay. sure he had no idea what the Bucket Boys were before he got added, and he probably still doesn't care. Yep. So what up, Fidesz? I think we can we can leave it at that. All right. Well, so that was the Rogue One, a John Hildy story, and then we teased this a little bit last week, but uh, Nash, Brandon Nash, has taken on sort of a gatekeeper role to the Bucket Boys group text and. The origins of that and the development of that is very interesting. And so we're going to talk about that just for a little bit. I think it came about pretty organically. I would say there was a lot of disorder. Well, just to be so, clear, Nash wasn't in the original text. Correct. Yeah. And uh, he was, uh, I believe, angry about it. And he jumped in as soon as he got in and he said, it is about time. Like, I, I'm... I've been here this whole time. What is wrong with all of you guys that I wasn't part of this originally? Oh, no. Shout out. Shout out to Ness, Nash for uh, being a Chesapeake purist. I'm just, I'm, I F with that. 
He's not, he hasn't gone anywhere. It's true. He was he's been here forever. <laughs> so, but Nash came in, and it, I was confused by it because all of a sudden it seemed like Nash had uh, hiring and firing powers. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's never made sense to me. I think this is this may be a good opportunity for. Uh, veto where he uh, I wasn't I was kind of unclear what he was saying he he wasn't Basically, exactly offering his services oh. but he was letting us know here's he could what go Vito, back. Vito chimed in recently and said just so you know I've never deleted this text message and so he's got the entire annals yeah of the bucket boys text which I do too but I, I'm not going my my phone crashes after scrolling back for over right. a day. Or, could we veto yeah, maybe a week? If you have a minute, if you could just transcribe those into text, like a document that we could read. Yeah, and search. I, I think is that whole, possible? Yeah, well, in text, I mean, he could screenshot it. Um, but he he obviously is the one that knows best, so we'll leave that to him. But to the the best of my recollection, is that uh, it was mob rule in the Bucket Boys pre Nash. And uh, we needed somebody who impartially would lay down the law because everybody knows Nash don't care. Nash don't care. Yeah. Right. I think the I think Nash was appointed uh, at a particular time when we as a group needed to, needed to decide a significant add or drop. And at that moment, and I really hope that we can go back and find it because at the moment... It, somebody needed to take over. Somebody needed to know what to do. And I and I'm I will go on record saying this: it was a Chesapeake OG vote that brought Nash to power, not any type of the way uh, it should be outside outsider uh, event. Well, and I'm not going to lie too. I think one of the early controversies that Nash jumped in on was people were upset that. Uh, members of the Bucket Boys were sharing the text messages with their wives, and that uh, and that that was not appropriate. But was the general idea of the group text, and people started leaning on Nash to pronounce judgment in those situations. Well, let me ask you this: You ever kicked a possum with your flat foot? I have not. Well, Nash has. <laughs> <laughs> let's just for a second. Let's go around and. Uh, and list the things that makes Nash qualified for this position. So for starters, he's kicked a possum with his flat foot. Yeah. Yeah. He, he uh, has two children. Yeah. Right? I, mine was going to be along the lines of he has the cojones to get married before all of the other bucket boys that are married now. He did it first. O outside of, of course, Age-wise, but I'm talking about Chesapeake OGs. Okay, he right, right, he right. made, yeah. he did the leap before everyone else did, and he said "f you" while doing it to everyone, saying, "I don't know, man, maybe." Uh, but he did it, and he's thriving. Right. Shout out to Nash. Falls under the Nash don't care. Right. That's right. People said, "Hey, you're a little young." Nash don't care. Were there yeah. other qualifications? Uh. Have we talked about the fact that he doesn't care? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, I, I believe we yes, did. We yes. did talk about that. He's it's, certainly the one that will make a decision and stick with it, whether he's right or wrong. And I think that's kind of what we needed. 
that not someone not not someone who's going to look at all sides and consider everything. Sometimes you just need a decision to be made. Right. And when certain decisions need to be made and you need someone to make that decision, you need the person in that position to not hesitate uh, to make the decision or sit on that decision and say it was the right one. And he is that guy, yes. like through and through. He's not going to look at stats following a decision and let it affect his decision because Nash don't care. Nash don't care. And and I think the the last I mean I'm sure we could go on and on for hours about all of Nash's qualifications, but uh, I think the the thing that says it all is he's he's the guy that stared at the eclipse today, <laughs> stared straight at it, didn't care, unfazed, G- gave us an update, and uh, as far as I know, as of this time, eight fifty eight p.m. August twenty first, twenty seventeen, year of our Lord, he's not blind. He I might have assumed, some sunspots. <laughs> I just assumed he was blind. <laughs> All along, and we just never knew it. <laughs> what would lead you to that assumption, Dave? Nash have you seen his hair? <laughs> have you seen his haircut? <laughs> <laughs> he stared at the sun. I assumed that he was blind. And there's one other important thing about Nash that we need to discuss. Isn't that right? Yeah, there's a very important piece of Nash that we all know. We all know of it, but we never get to see it. In fact, to my estimation, it's been years since we've seen this this part of him. Um, and we all want to know uh, when he's letting Hootie back out. That's right. Now, if you're confused, it makes sense. But Hootie, if I'm not mistaken, is a giant tattoo of an owl. Yeah. Have you ever seen it, Steve? I don't believe so. Right. Oh, and where you, is and it? You've, wow. and you've lived in Chesapeake for two years, two now. years now. Yeah. And I, you know, Nash is one of my friends. We go to church together. I see him fairly regularly. But I don't see Hootie. Yeah. It is a it is a very large owl on the side of his body with a monocle. The owl yeah. has a monocle. Could could say it's life size. <laughs> yeah. It very well may be life size. On like his rib cage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When did he get Hootie? <laughs> it's been years and more years. It has been years. <laughs> At least it five. Was, it was post two thousand ten. Shout out to the two thousand ten summer staff group from yeah. Chesapeake. Changed my life forever. That's why you're here. It got me my first residency in uh, and it got Chesapeake. You into, got you into the boys. It got you into Funscape. It did. Yeah, so I, I believe Nash claims that it's unfinished. I believe that's the reason he won't show it. And the guy, the, the tattoo artist, has since moved. Not just moved. He moved to Amsterdam. <laughs> Whoa. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, so shout out to, to Bike Friendly Cities. I'm a, <laughs> I am in... I uh, appreciate them. So we're going to... Before too long, maybe we'll start a GoFundMe page yeah, for get Nash, Nash to, to get Amsterdam. to Amsterdam to finish his tattoo. Yeah. Can no one else finish the tattoo? Oh, I, I believe you would want to stick with the same guy that's been right. doing every yeah, stage. I mean, Dance with the girl you brought. Right. If, right. Uh, Who wants a Michelangelo yeah. hybrid Picasso painting? Yeah. No one. If Michelangelo died during the middle of uh, the, Sistine the Sistine Chapel... Chapel <laughs> or uh, was that woman? David? No, no, no that, that woman that redid that uh, fresco <laughs> of Argentina and, <laughs> and turned it into a monstrosity. So, so yeah, will, will we ever see Hootie again? That remains to be seen. But what does not remain to be seen is that Nash continues to rule uh, the Bucket Boys with an iron fist. I will say this. There was one time in the group text where I, I, I had serious pause about 
what I was doing in this group text, uh, where Nash made a decision and one by one, every member of the group text started responding. You are a good leader and you, I trust. (laughs) You're a wise and just ruler. Yes. Yeah. And all I could think was, I mean, I like Nash, (laughs) but there's no way I will call him a wise and just ruler and who I trust. Yeah, I believe that that was during the early days of his rule and and we were all feeling the the high of, you know. I believe I said I've been I've been my need to no man. (laughs) Well, speaking of that, Nash does sit on the Iron Throne and I don't know if anyone's in the hunt for the Iron Throne, though. See, this is the problem with Nash being in charge. That no one, I don't think anyone else wants the the responsibility. I don't think anyone else actually wants to sit on the Iron Throne. Now, I'm not going to lie. Uh, just this week, Ben Hardesty made a play at it. Yeah. We, and started we, to submit his resume almost of why he thinks he would do a good job as enforcer of the group text. But to your point, he was only willing to take on that mantle for the month of August. He oh, I did not, not know He that. was not willing to commit right. further. And, and maybe that was just his way of offering, you know, a trial run so that he could take it long term. But I think that speaks to the, uh, uh, the, the, the weighty crown that, that you must wear. Now going to Ben Hardesty, uh, possibly usurper to the throne, uh, the heir apparent, the heir apparent. Do we know anything about the punishment he doled out to Peyton and Jacob? Well, there was a little bit, we don't need to dive into details of it, but, there was some controversy earlier this week that involved a little skirmish between uh, Peyton and Jacob. And Peyton uh, sending a text and then Jacob just trying to stir the pot up um, with some controversy. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Ben requested that each of them send him a selfie and that Ben would then uh, Photoshop that selfie onto some terrible picture, like a shirtless man with long hair or riding a horse or something. And that each of them had to make that into their profile picture on Facebook for, for one, hour. one hour during working hours of nine to five. Correct. Yes. For the, some of you may know Ben as uh, the talented musician behind The Last Bison. but Some of you may know Ben as my cousin. Right. But some of you may not know he has quite a gift for uh, Photoshopping, quote unquote, uh, people's faces onto pictures of hot dudes. And uh, he was back at it again this past week. But to my knowledge, uh, neither of the guilty parties actually uh, changed their profile picture. That's right. And so maybe we need to dive into that a little bit more next week. But, um, you know, it's worth uh, it's worth noting that that happened. Yeah, indeed. JB, I just want to get your live reaction on this uh, that just popped up on my uh, popped up on my iPad. Uh, unrelated to the Bucket Boys, I just want to see how this goes. Odell Buckham Jr. heads to locker room with possible injury after taking hard hit to the leg. This is absurd. The fact that superstars, potentially, arguably, the best receiver in all of professional football, is in a position to get injured before the first game of the season is absurd. It's That's outrageous. And How are you going to do if he tours ACL? Uh, the Giants will go from their power ranking of top 10 in the NFL to uh, awful, awful, (laughs) awful football team. So last year? No, we made the playoffs last year, made a good run, F Green Bay, 
That's all I got to say about that. All right. All right. Okay. So now it's time for our weekly segment of the Inman Watch of uh, this week. So, oh, baby. Any of y'all seen Inman? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I seen Inman. Oh, uh, we saw him. I seen his ass. <laughs> Go on. So, I'm I'm pretty proud of this, actually. I was gone for a vacation, and it was awesome. Shout out to Chicago and Madison, Wisconsin. It was great. I highly recommend going visiting both places. When I got back, the grass in my yard was um, very, very tall, and I went to mow said grass, and my Troy built lawnmower, FU Troy built lawnmowers. You hear uh, that, dear? You hear that, John Deere? This segment was brought to you by Troy built lawnmowers. Well, my Troy built did not start. It just wouldn't start. There's nothing. I didn't do anything. I left it. It was working. I came back and it was not working. I spent four hours today and fixed it somehow. I don't know. I pretended to know what I was doing with the carburetor and I took it off and finished. Can you uh, bring this back to Inman? What does this have to do with Inman? So on Thursday of our epic trivia night that we threw as a fundraiser in Chesapeake that did super well, we raised $500,000. That's not true. And, uh, but it was very fun. Doll hairs on, on that day, the day before I sent him in a text and I said, Hey, you're still, um, cutting grass. If so, my lawnmower broke and he said, no, I'm not still cutting grass, but you know, maybe I could help you out, whatever it was. I came home from the gym on Thursday at five o'clock to Inman at my house, cutting my grass for me before the trivia night. And it was you know, it, it was epic. It was great. It was my Inman sighting of the week, and I was so pleased—not for my grass to be cut, but bef- but just because I had seen him. Anyone else seen Inman this week? Inman and I locked eyes from across the room at the Young Life Trivia Night fundraiser, and uh, the only thing that was necessary was me to fly the bird right right towards him. We acknowledged each other and moved on. Did he respond? He he waved. <laughs> yes, uh, we also exchange, exchanged pleasantries at trivia night. So, uh, a rare week where we all had a sighting. Yeah, Inman, if you're listening, once again, we're shocked. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> thanks for filling the table at trivia night. We appreciate you and for cutting JB's grass. Yeah, I don't care about that, but that yeah. that was a that was a cool thing to do. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I believe anyone else have anything they need to add before we sign off? Uh, I think uh, we'll we'll get in. We'll. We'll kind of tease this debate. Maybe uh, everyone listening can chime in. Maybe there's a way we can set up a poll or something online that people can participate. But uh, last week, you know, it was brought up the uh, fact that most people use Do Not Disturb uh, for most of the time, some of the time, all the time in the Bucket Boys. With the Bucket Boys, right. Yeah. And uh, I was just curious to get everyone's input on when and how they use Do Not Disturb um, and, and what it you know what what benefits it offers you um i am i am personally a, a do not disturb denier um i want to get the feeds kicking to my phone all day every day and i want to know what's going on so uh, that's that's how i feel i feel pretty certain my wife would divorce me if i did not have do not disturb on the bucket boys right you are yeah. you are an absolute wild man for not having do not disturb on it's that is like on a level of one to ten of crazy things you could do in your life. Being a member of the Bucket Boys and not having Do Not Disturb on would be a ten. 
I was going to say two, but I was going to guess somewhere in between those two numbers. Yeah. So this is this fuels yeah. the debate. This is yeah, what we will absolutely. talk about next week yeah. about the about the role and how to use it and if it's wise, pertinent, or anything like that. So, anyone else have anything to add? This I will week? say the uh, happiest of birthdays to Lopaka, JT Twork, and Eric Messmore, or Mess as uh, Angus called him. I Mess, yeah, maybe. Mess. Yeah. Uh, we Shout out to Angus if you're listening. <laughs> and if yeah. Angus, <laughs> if someone gets Angus to listen to this, I will do something incredible. Yep. We'll, Angus, you we'll, don't we'll you vote don't on it. Yeah, Angus, Angus you don't know me, this. but my name's Steve. Um, I'm here now. I'd like to meet you someday. Yeah, Angus, if 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 you listen to this, tweet at me <laughs> at Matt Benson. Just say glory. That's all I need to hear. <laughs> Was that uh, a Wilcox shout out? How? That was an Angus shout out. The glory part of well, that. That's what Angus would say. Really? Yes, that came from Angus. All right. Well, that's for you, Will. Then He's not I'll the just only let person you in history to say that, but that was one of his catchphrases. Yep. Uh, You're going to so steal that one too? Bringing it back. Bringing it back <laughs> around. That's what you call a callback in the biz. That's right. So once again, let's uh, thank Buckets uh, for their sponsorship and the way they Support us in this endeavor. Uh, thank you to Dave, Matt, and JB. Thanks for Kess for calling in. Uh, this is Steve Rawls. We're signing out for the Bucket Boys podcast.